0: Presumably the best rooms were at the front, but there was just a roadway and I could see nothing dramatic at the back of the hotel, and I was getting worried. We had driven miles, and we had nowhere else to stay. It was already five p.m., and if Tom threw another fit, we, the car, and our suitcases of creases would be back on the road again. After finally checking in, the porter took us into a lift, pressed a marked button, and we descended into a subterranean passage. Unbelievably, we negotiated a maze of corridors that looked like a grotto that wove under the roadway and all the way to the River Lyon itself. I was so impressed and excited. I didn't care if Tom wanted to complain and leave. I was staying. It's a twice-starred gourmet restaurant in the Michelin guide. Jean-Michel Laurent, the chef, shares both his passion and his exceptional style. The indoor bar deep in the grotto had shelves and lights carved into the walls, with small chairs and comfortable armchairs all dimly lit with red or pinkish bulbs. It was cocktail hour all day in there. Bottles of blood-red curs from Bourgogne were lined up, and impossibly I so longed to take them all back home. Large bottles of cognac and full-blooded burgundy stood silently patiently and timelessly awaiting their turn to be noticed. They glowed deep cabochon colours in the half-light, waiting to unleash their magic on unsuspecting innocent tongues. Dusted with a fine layer of dust, some bottles looked fragile, rarely disturbed by fingerprints or handling. It was a gossamer veil for what potency they held inside, like a frustrated old genie trying to get out of a bottle. It was a screaming chorus, all calling to me as I passed, but I looked forward and pretended not to hear. That bar had one way in, but several unpredictable ways coming out, and I wasn't risking it. La Cote Saint-Jacques is right near Chablis and Auxerrois Vineyards, and also not far from the prestigious Côte de Beaune and Côte de Nuit, so you can imagine the cellar. In an Izzy McKay trouser suit, so tightly pleated it couldn't crease any more, and with an elastic waistband, I intended to eat. We entered the dining room all smiles, as I viewed each night as a theatre performance, with all the actors seated at the tables, while the waiters handed us the menus. Starters included Rosas du Mar, Pâte Bleue et Salade du Palais Miste Frère retour des Îles. Rows of Atlantic lobster and fresh heart of palm salad, Tahiti dressing spirit. Not fattening. For the main course, Tom ordered something like et lait de requite de salmon et servi sur un bilan parfum au lait de coco et wa tomate confite et polet de legumes nova. This was the slow-cooked skate-wing served on a broth flavoured with coconut milk and kaffir lime, tomato confit, and sautéed spring vegetables. Tom noticed little beyond his plate and took an immediate forkful, only ever looking up if he suspected I had a sip of wine more than he did. I watched everyone, all simultaneously, make the right comments to him at the right time in short sentences. We were the marrieds in the room who hardly spoke in depth, just in case it became contentious. He was spending far too much on dinner each night to disagree with me and ruin his meal, and I didn't want to disagree and ruin our meals. Anyway, the food spoke for itself, and fine diners are not expected to chatter away like monkeys. It was magnificent. The chef deserved the attention, and so did the creation he set before us.